0: Hi, and welcome to The Temple Podcast. My name is Edward Pike. I'm the founder of The Temple. And this podcast is a place for us to really explore the various temples of of our humanity, our homes, our relationships, our bodies, our practices, and even our businesses. So today we speak with Angie Cole. So I met Angie when she came to Crete at the beginning of this year for about five weeks, I think. And she just rocked up to this co-working day I was organizing. And we connected straight away. And I really felt um, her depth and power and um, and love and compassion. And over the coming few weeks, I got to spend some more time with her during her stay and got to, to connect with her a bit more. And I absolutely loved her relaxed and open and seemingly effortless style, let's say, um, which really allows and you'll see that in in the recording, for her to be a messenger for um, a wisdom that is profound and yet super simple and reminds us of, of, of our true free nature, our true wandering nature, which especially amongst these times of quarantine and lockdown is just so needed and can be deeply, deeply challenging. So in this podcast, we touch on Things like why we have forgotten how to wonder as a human being, on the power and the wisdom of let, actually letting go of our plans, on how to wonder even in times of lockdown, and on the edge and the creativity and the the juice that can and the magic that can be found through uh, wandering. So Angie Cole is a coach, she's a consultant and she's a guide and she supports people to create the work that in her own words keeps them lit up and well paid. So she balances instinct, experience and practical strategies to help her clients create lasting and significant change. Her websites and her mission is untaming the wild, and it's to inspire folks to to shed the things that hold them back and to really reconnect them with their essential nature. So you'll find more information about Angie in the links um, below this podcast. I invite you to to really drink in her words and to 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 see how you can apply all this simple and profound wisdom to your life and how you can start to weave. Uh, the art of wandering into into your your day, into as you all hear from Angie, into your your structure around your life and work, into your business, and just into 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 your life in general. So enjoy the podcast. for everyone on the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone the way of life can be free
1: and beautiful okay hello angie hello hi edward how are you
0: i'm good it's really good to connect again um yes we we spent a bit of time together when you were here in Crete. you were here for what five six weeks
1: Yes, yeah, so I was in Crete for six weeks, I think. Six weeks, yeah.
0: But I, I really feel like I got to know you and got to kind of really get a, a good feel, <laughs> if that's the way of saying it, a good sense of you as a, as a person. And yeah, and as a result, you know, we're here. You've written a beautiful a post for uh, a forgotten art blog. And I'm also curious to see what evolves, mm-hmm. what other... Things come through our, our connection in the future and when you come back to creep, et Yeah. Um, so I was really curious. I, might, I still am very curious about wandering. I would love to start with that. Mm. Like, ha, what is wandering?
1: <laughs> Great question. I'm still curious yeah. about wandering. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the best part is that I am... Um, I have a wandering relationship with wandering, yeah. right? Um, I, I continue to learn more about it. It inspires me, it teaches me all the time. So my working understanding of wandering is um, that it's movement without a fixed destination. Mm. And it doesn't have to be physical movement as, as I'm learning right now, and I'm sure we'll talk about where my, my former experience of wandering, which might be it's a Thursday and I have a few hours and I can leave and go outside and I can just see where my, my curiosity and my instinct take me. Mm. That's not happening. So I'm, I'm finding other ways of wandering and it really just is about, um, Creating new territory. And so, you know, often for me, that's literally exploring someplace new. Because I love newness and I love the unexpected and I love not knowing. But it can also be taking something incredibly familiar Mm -hmm. and seeing it differently. Finding the things that are new. So there are ways to keep things Fresh and exciting, and and present. Wandering is both a practice and a result of of being present.
0: Yeah. So, can you give an example of how you apply that to your life hmm. right now, especially in the lockdown? As you say, like wandering, kind yeah. kind of, kind of associate it with yeah. As you say, one you know, leaving the house and kind of hmm. venturing out without a fixed destination. So, how, how do you that? How do you apply that to? To, is it wandering around the flat with no fixed am I going to be led to the kitchen today or the toilet I don't know I'm assuming it's not that but it's that not but it
1: could be it, could it really be. could be um and I'm putting together um I'm putting together a wandering bingo oh yeah like, no what, yes oh, I am yeah. I'm putting together a wandering challenge yeah I'll be putting out in the next couple of weeks. And one of them is just go to a corner of your house that you think, you know, that you look at every day that you, or the corner of your basement that you haven't looked at in how many ever months, because you just don't go down there and just go and see, just look as if you've never seen it before. Mm. Be open, be open, be curious let go of what you think you know. Let go of what you think you can expect. Mm. Expectation um, narrows our field of vision. Yeah. In relationships, what we think we can expect from someone will often create what we see.
0: Yep. Yeah. Very true.
1: Right. So yes, it could be going to going to a room in your house or, or getting to the bathroom in a different way. <laughs> um, the places I am using that right now, two specific things that, well, actually there are many, but one I'm intensely curious about right now is the flow of my day. So I have I've always felt challenged by and downright resistant to schedule and routine routine is kind of the dirtiest word I can imagine. (laughs) It just feels, it feels boring. It feels like a trap. It feels arbitrary. You know, how am I supposed to plan what I'm going to do at nine 30 in the morning next Tuesday when I have no idea who I'm going to be next Tuesday. Mm. Um, But, and this is an example of taking something you think, you know, And seeing it with fresh eyes. So it was inspired by, you know, I think a lot of us right now are experiencing this feeling of Groundhog's Day where it just feels kind of like the same day over. Mm -hmm. And we're not, we don't have those same markers of it's Tuesday morning. And I like to go to this cafe on Tuesday or it's Wednesday night. So I have, I have trivia night with my Mm friends. Without those markers, everything just feels like it's flowing into one big blob of yeah. time. And yeah. um, so I started to feel that and I thought, all right, that does not feel good. That's not going to work for me. I'm going to feel, I just tend to get kind of lethargic and bleh, yeah.
0: flip into, yeah,
1: Yeah, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're like, well, or, <laughs> exactly that, but yeah.
1: Yeah, where Netflix rolls on for the seventh hour and you're not sure what day it is or when you last took a shower. <laughs> <laughs> so I could feel that coming and I thought, all right, that's not going to work for me. I need to do something different. And as much as my, um, as my bratty little teenager was rebelling, I thought, all right, schedule. I think I need to experiment with some structure and so even playing around with the words of what did it feel good to call it and Mm -hmm. ritual felt really good um and focusing more on and this is something I talk about I think in the in the wandering post and certainly something I talk about with my clients which is focusing more on what is it that I'm trying to achieve what's the what is the desired feeling or the desired change more than, you know, what do I want to do or where do I want to end up or how do I want to get there? I knew that what I wanted was a feeling of um, purposefulness and a feeling of presence. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I just started experimenting with, okay, what do I think those things might be? And so that included some, a morning ritual of starting my day really gently with some warm lemon water and honey and <laughs> I'm taking um and becoming a certified meditation instructor mm. I'm very excited about. Yeah. And so I have books to read for that and I have homework to do and so starting my morning with that and just letting it evolve. Something I've noticed in the in this pursuit, but also in we can talk a bit about my business too, which is I still have the programming of a plan is better than no plan. Period. Yeah. Right. A plan that's just always better. A plan is better than no plan. And so I even found myself getting caught up in that of, of saying, okay, I have to set the goal and then I have to keep the goal. And if I don't keep the goal, then I have failed and I am a failure. <laughs> and I I've noticed those things come up and I thought, all right, we, nope, we know how to do this. And so I just opened it back up. Wandering it has to have a, a discovery element. Mm, beautiful, yeah. So the first day of experiencing this structure, I was going to learn more about what I needed to apply the second day. But if I had just said, okay, seven days in a row, I'm going to mm. do this at nine o'clock, i i lose the discovery
0: that's so true it becomes like it really does i I experienced that it does become a a cage and you really loses that that sense of innocence and curiosity that you're speaking of
1: right we lose the we lose the sensitivity i i um having you know when i apply this to physical wandering because i think it's a metaphor we can if we can understand how to do it when we're actually moving through space, then we can apply that to everything else. And so when we're walking somewhere and we know where we're going, right? I'm going to the, um, to the chiropractor. I was seeing a, a physiotherapist and a, um, <clears throat> when I was in Crete. So I knew where I was headed. I had a fixed destination and I knew the route I could take to get there. When we move that way, we actually do stop seeing mm. things.
2: Yeah, very true.
1: We don't need our sensitivity of sight and sound and um, orientation in space. We just don't We don't need it. Yeah. And so it, it kind of falls away. And the same is true for had I just made a goal and stuck to the goal because that was success, <laughs> I would have lost. All of the sensitivity mm. to how to actually refine it and make it um, for as free spirited as I am, I actually love efficiency. Yeah, <laughs> I love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love designing the like most streamlined, most precise. Oh, yes. I love. Yeah. Yes.
0: The essence.
1: And wandering.
0: <laughs> Get to the essence.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. So wandering, you you know, it's kind of gotten a bad rap that wandering just means you're lost. Right. Yeah. You don't know where you're going and you're just confused and you're yeah. But wandering actually creates so much more precision, so much more quickly. Because again, going back to the schedule example, if I had just done it for seven days, it might have taken me seven days to stop and reflect and say, Okay, what didn't work and what did work. Instead, on day two and then day three, like by day four. I knew the parts I needed. Mm. I knew the parts I could let go. The efficiency actually happened much yeah. more quickly.
0: Wow. It's like a, it's allowed a deeper intelligence in the process. As you say, mm. that sensitivity, there's, you're allowing something through that otherwise you, you wouldn't allow. Yes. But an inner wisdom or, I don't know, a deeper, mm-hmm. deeper state of awareness.
1: Yes, mm. absolutely.
0: So why do you think we don't wonder? as, as you, you already touched on that, in that we do have this image that it's a waste of time. or well, yes. well, that we're, we're lost. If you don't know where you're going, then you're just lost. It's either, either you know where you're going and you're go, going there full speed ahead yeah. without looking blinkers on or you're lost. It's like that kind of duality. So, what, yeah. Why do you have a, a, a reason or an explanation for that?
1: I do. I, ha- I have emerging, emerging understandings. Um, I say that, I mean, I've been, I've been studying this in my life for decades, but I also know I'm always learning. So there is just the fundamental underlying, certainly in the Western world, certainly in North America, certainly in, I would say, um, you know, a lot of European countries that a plan is better than no plan. It's just more, it's more noble. It's more respectable. It's more legitimate.
2: Mm.
1: Think about, you know, think about when we start asking young people what they want to be when they grow up.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> right? That's what are true. you going to do? What do you want to be when you're 30? You're
0: six, you should know by now.
1: <laughs> yeah. That knowing is the valuable thing. So it's this, yeah, it's the underlying message that the plan is the, is the thing that is valuable. And thereby makes you valuable. If you have a plan, you are to be respected. You are to be listened to. You are yes. to be trusted.
0: Yes.
1: Right. Trust the yeah. g- trust the guy with the plan.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Right. Follow him. Yeah. Don't follow the person who says, um, I'm following my instincts <laughs> yeah. here. Trust what about me. this
0: way? I kind of get a feeling that this way might be better. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. My gut's telling me that this is the, this is the way to go on this. Mm. And that it, it isn't logical. It isn't um, because the numbers added up. Yeah. It's because my intuition, my instinct, my gut gave me the nudge. Right. We don't, we have a lot of names for those people (laughs) and they're not nice. (laughs) Hmm. So I think that's why I think even those of us who have had a stronger sense of that, I mean, we all have it. Okay. We all have instinct. We all have intuition. We all have a deeper wisdom. And for all kinds of reasons, which I can talk about if you think it's interesting. um, We, we all, we fall on a spectrum of, Um, connection to those feelings or trust of those feelings or just even having access to them Yeah. so but even those of us who kind of are on the end of that spectrum that's very high where we we feel it we hear it we trust it we kind of have to do it in secret a little bit right certainly when it comes to things like running a business
0: yes yeah right very true
1: when people want to know how I set prices for things <laughs> and I tell them
0: they want a plan right yeah.
1: yeah they want the calculus they want to know they want yeah. the margins they want to know the profit plan they want to know mm. how it fits into my funnel they want nope it just feels good in my body yeah exactly and I know
2: exactly it's what and came I know...
1: to me and I know it's what came to me And I know that I have patterns around numbers and I know when it's time to raise my rates for coaching. Like I just know, especially Mm. now I've been practicing in that arena for seven years now. I know. Mm. And I know to trust it because I have proof.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So is that your question? Yeah. Why don't we wander? It's just so heavily programmed. It's so heavily, you know, we're so heavily bent toward masculine Mm. of it's logical it's provable it's mathematical it's linear it's structured it's safe yeah yes yeah Yeah. it's minimizing um, it's ordered yeah we want to minimize chaos minimize um, risk minimize the unknown Mm. I think that's a lot. A lot of why we don't wander is it is inherently engaging with the unknown.
0: Yeah, completely. Yeah,
1: and it is inherently about trusting ourselves, and more than anything, that's what we've been taught not
0: to do. Not to do. Yeah, exactly. Right. To keep our focus outside of ourselves, to
1: mm-hmm.
0: the authority, the teacher, the. Mm-hmm. Government yeah exactly polit politicians yeah mm-hmm. and there was something that that came into my mind when you were first speaking of of why you know we follow the the guy with a plan it's because <laughs> it what became so so clear in that moment is that it's just a made up thing it's just this this person has this idea that is like so i don't know somehow. logically created and boxed in that is able to articulate it to others. who then get kind of, Oh, kind of the Holy grail has arrived. There's a plan that will Uh keep us safe and that will keep us certain and keep us in, in the known Mm -hmm. versus the person who goes, I don't have a plan. I just have a feeling. (laughs) And it's which, which one is more made up, you know?
1: Exactly. Yep. It's all made up. I remember being a pretty young person and realizing that a lot of this stuff was made up. Yeah. <laughs> and just realizing, oh, well, if it's all made up, then I can make up stuff too. And I don't have to believe that guy whose made up thing thinks, you know, he thinks his made up thing is better than my made up thing.
2: Yeah.
1: No, I yeah. don't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Here's the other interesting part is that I again for for as flowy and free spirited as I am, I'm actually incredibly skeptical as well. Which has served me really well in this pursuit because I don't trust my intuition just because it feels good. Mm. I mean, yeah, it feels it feels well and this is kind of a tangent but our our feel good our pleasure our that just like that good feeling we get when we're doing the right thing that is a signal to our intuition so but it's not just that it's because i have accumulated decades of evidence
0: yeah exactly
1: My scientific brain is also satisfied. My masculine Mm. need for evidence is also satisfied. I have countless examples of times when my intuition could, could see around the corner, right? My logic can't do that. My logic can only see what's right in front of me. My intuition can look around corners. It can see things that, that aren't material yet mm. so it's not just i mean i always feel like i have to you know back it up because we do live in such a That's concrete a,
0: it's a really good point it's a really good point and it also makes me recognize that i've kind of done the same
1: with mm. with that yeah
0: mm-hmm. and it's it's really empowering to, to recognize that uh, that um had, there's a part that is satisfied that just of course it's ideal, a bit idealistic to say oh you could just know it you know of course just just know and trust your intuition it's like yeah I get it but we've been so trained to nod that mm. there, there's also there is a need to actually you know to do that bit of um maybe unconscious subconscious research like you say and then and to satisfy that part until until you're living be you know beyond it you kind of Transcended that yeah. not that the doubt doubts don't come up. How how do you experience that? Does the skeptical part rear its head at times and when what kind of situations might that happen in?
1: Gosh, yeah. I mean all the time. And and I the more I'm learning about um neuroscience and the brain in in this um meditation course i'm taking actually we're reading this book called the the buddha buddha's brain buddha's mind i can find it for you i think it's it's buddha's brain and it's kind of um integrating neuroscience with you know this ancient wisdom of, of meditation and we're always kind of doing this dance between our animal selves and our know our cosmic selves our divine selves are you know that part of us that's yeah. beyond knowing and it's just true that our animal you know our animal cells our brain in particular our reptilian like limbic brain is it's it's, it's one job is to minimize the unknown yeah that's what yeah. it is here for yeah
2: right
1: to scan the environment and say, I don't know what's past that rock. I'm not going over there because we will die <laughs> if we go over there.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but that's just the assumption.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: The assumption is if it is unknown, it is dangerous. Yeah. Period. Our most base you know, instinct on the physical plane is, let's just, let's just assume that everything unknown is dangerous. And so we're always doing that dance between those two parts. Which is why it can be difficult to know if if what I'm feeling is fear or that kind of just like animal fear or if it's really an instinct about no that's not the right thing to do, right? Because they kind of live in the same place. Mm. They're they're right there together in the same part of our um, neurology. Yeah. So with practice, mm, here's what I'll say about that. With practice, I've learned that my fear talks a lot. Yeah. When my fear is trying to get my attention and it's just trying to distract me and keep me from doing that thing, She's really. She talks a lot. She talks really fast. She says a lot of words. She's like, "No, I don't think that's worth it." You know, she's very logical. She wants to tell me all the reasons why we shouldn't do that thing. Um, she she kind of speaks in a high voice. When I hear that voice, I can be like, "Oh, that's probably not my instinct yeah. telling yeah. me not to do that
2: thing." Mm.
1: When my instinct is telling me no, she's a woman. of few words. She says no. That's ah, it. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's she the discernment. Nope.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. She doesn't plead her case. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't get all excited. She will just let me know that that is not the direction, mm. and she and she's um she's very heavy. She she puts her feet down. She is clear in her resistance. So that's. That's some of the discernment I've gotten between
0: those two. It's really helpful. Yeah, and you mentioned authority. But it's like that—that that second voice is such a powerful authority. Like that's how mm-hmm. you know you have these kind of these kind of false figures of authority, which are do you know exactly that first voice? I'll oh, do this because this and this and this, and I'm trying to market and, and manipulate uh-huh. you into doing this or buying this or or do it. Uh-huh. And the second voice is like no. Hmm. That's there. Powerful. Wonderful. That's a great thing to take away, actually. Like to practice that discernment.
1: Mm. Which is why we have to be quiet enough. Mm. I've had to get quiet enough to be able to hear her. Yeah. Because if all I'm hearing are all the all of my frantic voices it's easy for her to get lost but now i am i'm just more practiced at first of all just knowing that she's there Mm. and that she will let me know if i if i ask if i take a moment to ask which is why going back to wandering is such a great practice for if you're just trying to connect with that part if you don't even know what i'm talking about right now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you're listening to this conversation. That's okay. But wandering is a great, is a, such a simple way to just begin to feel that mm. yes and no with really low stakes.
0: Mm. Does it bring you closer in a way to the word that comes is like the kind of the edge, that kind of, uh... Yeah, edge is the word that comes. The kind of edge of where you can start to feel your know at a deeper level. Mm. Yeah.
1: Right, because wandering is all about the edge. Yeah, yeah. You're,
0: the edge of the known and the unknown.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole thing is expanding the edge mm. of where I've been and where I've not been.
0: Mm. Nice. Mm. So you just, you just touched on practice. And I'd love to dive into that with you. So part of, I guess, the concept of the Temple Podcast is understanding what are the, these temples that we create for ourselves, that we have, our bodies, our homes, our businesses, you, which you touched on, the world, our relationships, and mm-hmm. also you know the, the practices that we have. So let's dive into that. W- what are the practices that you found helpful for yourself to to get to this place of being able to, to bring more wandering into your life Mm.
1: until this week actually this this temple had kind of faded into the background for me not because it's not my daily practice but because it had become such a practice I kind of lost um you know when when we integrate something we kind of stop Being it. And just this week, I had some conversations that really brought it to the forefront again, which is my temple of self worth, Mm. my temple of worthiness, the temple of I love myself no matter what. no matter how bad i mess it up no matter how big i fail no whatever i think i'm doing right or wrong that i my love for me based on my sense of self-worth is unshakable mm. And that is core to <clears throat> a deeper practice of wandering because wandering is about following what feels good. Wandering is about, you know, the, the yes is in the direction of what feels good, and the no is away from what doesn't feel quite right. Mm. And in order to do that, I have to believe that I deserve to feel good. Mm.
2: Right. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah.
1: If I don't believe that I deserve to feel good. If I, if I believe that, you know, I'll somehow just be better if I suffer a little more, I'll somehow be better if I just work a little harder and push through that thing. That's really hard. This It doesn't mean that I don't do things that are hard. I do, but but going back to discernment, there are different kinds of hard. There's, <laughs> there's, there's fruitful hard. There's yeah. like climbing, you know.
0: And there's the banging yourself against the wall. hard. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. There's doing hard for the, the uh, mystical merit of having done the hard thing.
2: Yeah.
1: It's a big fat lie. There are no gold stars for struggle. Yeah. So, so it's my practice of self-love and I haven't always had that. In fact, it's a relatively recent thing. Um, there was a, a really distinct period of my life about six years ago now, five, six years ago, where let me back up one more step to say, sometimes we wander out of choice. Sometimes we are thrust into wandering, right? Sometimes we thought we had a destination (laughs) and then that destination is removed.
2: Mm, Yeah, good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: We thought we were going to marry this person. We thought we were going to get this job. We thought we were going to move to this city. We thought, you know, we, we thought we had a destination and then circumstance comes along and that destination is removed, and we find ourselves wandering, yeah and so that's where I found myself, and I realized so in my in that case, I um, was leaving a relationship that had really not been for me for a long time, but i had I had given up parts of myself to be able to stay there and fit, yeah so as I'm emerging from this relationship, what i what was most um, apparent to me was that I had gotten so far away from myself. I'd gotten so far away from the things that make me me and make me happy and make me feel good, which is what led me to this understanding that what I, what I had to do was learn how to love myself because I, I, Saw that that was the thing that had allowed, as I'm sitting there on the floor of this cabin in Maine going, how the hell did I get here? How did this happen? How did I fall asleep in my life so much so that I was completely absent Mm. from my life? And I realized that the thing that allowed me to give up those parts was that I didn't have this deep sense of love. Mm for me. So I started with, I got to learn how to love myself. And I had no idea, no idea how to do that. I had no examples of people in my life who I thought they figured this out. They, mm. This person will be my how to, how to love yourself yeah. role model. Yeah, I didn't have anybody like that because I think it's actually a pretty rare thing. Yeah. So I started with okay, what, what do I know about love? What do I know about, I, I may not know how to love myself, but I, I feel like I know how to love other people. So, so what is that, how do I do that? What, what do I know about loving other people? And it was, you know, the first place I started was how I talked to myself. And I realized that the things I say to my, I said to myself, I would never have said. someone who I love yeah so that's where it began I didn't know anything else but I knew that I knew that um, if I were to begin to practice self-love that that was an easy place to start and so when I would find myself saying oh such a loser why don't you do that thing why can't you just get your act together why can't you just I would stop that and I would say something encouraging I would say something nice or at least something neutral at the, <laughs> least. at the very least I would just say you know it's all right we're gonna be okay yeah, it's okay. It's gonna be okay <laughs> um but it was really incredible and it it started to have such a profound it creates such a profound shift in the way I was showing up in my life and showing up in my work Um, and it just deepened and and grew. So that's one of the temples that I hold as very sacred. Um, and anytime I find myself in trouble, anytime I find myself, um, in some darkness or having a hard time, that is the place I go back to. Mm. All right. Even now even now where's the self-love you've you've made this mistake or you're you know being hard on yourself about this thing yeah if i go back to that i can find my way
0: yeah and you you just briefly connected it to one doing which i love mm. how, how would that look for someone the practice of wandering as an act of self-love
1: Yeah, so they are, they're symbiotic in that the more you practice one, the more you get of the other and vice versa, right? So let's just use the very simple illustration of wandering, of actually going outside and moving through space without knowing where you're going. So
0: when you're allowed to,
1: (laughs) when you're allowed to. (laughs) Yes. Um, I can't mess it up. You can't. You can't screw up wandering. Yeah. Because there's no predetermined pass or fail, right? So there's already a there's already a gentleness built in, mm. and. I keep actually seeing myself in Hanya where you and I met because those streets are so perfect for wandering, mm. right? They're just all these little nooks and crannies and folds. And so at each new crossroads, I can stand there and my brain, my programming might kick in and say, well, don't mess this up. You got to pick the right one. You can't pick the wrong one. What if you go to the wrong place? It, in that moment, I can stop and practice and say, There's no wrong thing, babe. You know, we got this. Anywhere Mm. we go is going to be perfect. So just being kind to myself. I get to practice that and then go in a new direction. And then when that road leads me somewhere new and I have a new discovery, then it reinforces that I am trustworthy. It Mm. reinforces that. I can count on myself <sighs> trying to think of an example for today when we really can't go out and wander. Mm, yeah. yeah. I think, I think we can look at our days like that. We can look at our days like, like the streets of Hanya. Um You know, every, every day in Hanya, at some point I needed to feed myself lunch, right? It's, there were, so there were, there might have been um, fixed points throughout my day. So some of us have jobs where we're working remotely. Some of us aren't working right now. Some of us have, have kids at home. Some of us don't. So there might be, we all kind of have different degrees of fixed points in our day. But how you get there, Mm. What you do in between, Mm. yeah. how you can create newness, freshness. If you always sit at this desk and this table, do you like it there? Do you not like it there? Is there an adjustment you can make? I had this desk in that same cabin in Maine and the lamp shade on the lamp on the desk always annoyed me. It stuck out to the middle of the desk. It was this big round lampshade and I tolerated it and tolerated it. And every day I would sit down and I'd go, God, I just hate that I lampshade. I hate that lampshade. <laughs> it's in the way. It takes up my view of the lake. I just really hate this lampshade. And I had it on my to-do list for ages to go get a new lampshade. And I just kept putting it off, putting it off. Cause like we tolerate things. We yeah. just put up with it. Right. Yeah. Angie, in her self love, does not tolerate those things. <laughs> yes. It is worth it to feel good. That lampshade was going to cost me like five bucks at Target. It was not a monumental investment in my life, right? One of the most amazing things I ever did was change that lampshade. <laughs> it changed everything, mm. it changed every day that I sat down. Mm. So I think right now, in particular, because our options have been so narrowed, Mm. find those things you're tolerating that that really you don't like. You don't like this chair you're sitting in. You don't like the fact that, I don't know, that clock across the room is ticking. Turn it off. Find a way to change it. Yeah. Because you deserve to feel good. Mm. Because you deserve to not be tolerating those things.
0: And I love that because that, when you do that for the little things, it turns into doing that yeah. for the big thing. So yes. you start with the lampshade and then you, you leave the work that you're not enjoying, that you've been hating yeah. for years, or, you know, you create a new society. You can stop tolerating oppression or whatever. <laughs> do you know, what, yeah. how you do one thing is how you do everything. So yeah. tolerating the lampshade, that's actually a good point. Yeah, and a really nice
2: invitation
0: for people right now, right. as you say. Really good invitation yeah. to people right now who are kind of forced to be here, but it's still like a, it's, it's, it's in a way, it's like, um, you know, when I run group retreats, it's always on the main invitations is how you do things right now is how you do everything outside, and it's like a, this this is a microcosm of your entire life, and yeah, perhaps this, this retreat that we're all having to have is also that an opportunity to mm-hmm. see things at a more, yeah, in a microcosmic level and then having the awareness that if you're doing that here you're also doing it outside in a much bigger scale probably
1: yes mm. yeah and it goes back to the just becoming becoming sensitive or returning to being um, to having a, a connection to the sensation yeah so I kind of numbed out my annoyance at the lampshade because it was just there every day
2: yeah
1: you know so we become thats when we become tolerant, we stop feeling it. So yeah. just taking a pause, sitting in <clears throat> the, you know, the place where you sit in the morning and have your coffee and just really taking a moment to say, is there anything about this I could change to make myself just even a 10% more comfortable to feel just a little bit better? Is there something simple I could do? Mm-hmm. To just start feeling those places yeah. that are out of alignment.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's beautiful. It really comes back to that sensitivity, as you say, because in that sensitivity is the is the wisdom and the intelligence and, and the heart and the love. The heart, could, you know. Yes, I, I love this moment as it is. And is there something that would? The creator self kind of kicks in as well. Like, is there something that I can create? I can. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah is there something i'm telling myself to just ignore just yeah. suck it up yeah just you know again going back to we're, we're somehow more stoic if we just suck yeah. it up and tolerate the thing that's uncomfortable yeah no <laughs> there's plenty of there are plenty of things in life that we that we can't change mm. that that are uncomfortable already Mm. So find the things you don't have to put up with And make them better Yeah
0: Which leads, I think, actually Beautifully into your work About how you do Mm. this for people I'm curious, you know um, Yeah Do you want to tell us a bit more about this? How you bring the essence Mm. of wandering Into your coaching Into working with people
1: Yeah Uh, Yeah, I am You know, I, as someone who has often wandered, well, has always kind of wandered, um, we don't always see the path. I didn't always see the path looking forward, but I can see it now looking back, right? I can see how it was not random. It was not disconnected. It was not, I wasn't lost. Yeah. Yeah. I was almost just putting the pieces together backwards
0: or you yeah, were not on you were not on that plan
1: you mm,
0: maybe yeah. you were the wanderer. you weren't the guy yes. with the plan <laughs> you were <That's> the wanderer.
1: <laughs> I was um so I can see how all those pieces added up I um you know I have a degree in experiential education which is learning through experience which is all very closely tied to this yeah. and I a lot of my former life was in the world of consulting and organizational development and even that I was always very unconventional in my approach to that and it was always about trying to understand what wasn't working and not following a formula to solve that but really just understanding okay what's the What's the, the nature of this organization and what makes sense for this organization in terms of ways to make this better? And all of that led me to, to where I am today, which is coaching individuals. And what they really all have in common is just as I was saying before, they're either at a, at a place in their lives where they are beginning to wander by choice, And I don't think they would all, they wouldn't all use that word, but I see it through that lens. I tend to attract, um, one of two kinds of folks, one folks who have kind of always been the rule followers. They've always, they lived by the plan, right? They really, they got the straight A's, they got all the gold stars, they did all the things you were supposed to do. Yeah. And then they got to this place and they thought this is not at all where I thought I was going to end mm, up. Yeah. I got the degree, I got the job, I got to, you know, they're offering me the partnership at my law firm. And I don't want it. Mm-hmm. And, and everything in my body is screaming no, yeah. and I don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't know how to move through the world without the plan. So that's kind of one bucket of folks that that my coaching tends to be a powerful fit for. And the other are folks more like me who have never really bought into the plan. (laughs) We kind of from the beginning were rebellious and had seen that it was all pretend, but they're looking for, um, some camaraderie in that in, in particular around running businesses or leadership. Yeah. Um, So I don't only work with entrepreneurs. I work with folks who are inside organizations as well, Um, but that they want their leadership to embody their instincts, their intuition, uh, right? Their feminine wisdom. So those folks are kind of looking for community around that, just to know that they're not the only ones to just kind of be validated and reassured. So those Those tend to be the two ends of the spectrum of folks that I work Mm -hmm. with. And then my coaching is, I mean, coaching by its nature is pretty wandery. Um, At least in my application of it, because I don't go into a coaching engagement knowing exactly where we're Yeah, that's
0: true. There's no plan. That's very true.
1: We explore together. And I am a skilled explorer, right? I am a phd wanderer at this point (laughs) (laughs) so i'm really good at being in that space with people as they are either experiencing that for the first time and really unsure and scared about doing that about how to listen to their instincts and how to connect with their own wisdom or with folks who are strengthening that but doing it in this bigger Mm. arena yeah
0: nice so how can someone experience your work both in terms of resources and the bingo you mentioned, but also in terms of <laughs> sessions and, and whatever. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I do, I do have a couple of spots, um, opening up soon in my one-on-one coaching. So the easiest place to start for folks is my website and that is untaming the wild.com. Cool. Um, and you can find a little bit more about me and, and the work that I do there and certainly a feeling of who I am and what matters to me, what you can expect from me. And there's a place there that if people do want to talk about coaching, what that looks like, there's a, a place where they can just schedule a free chat just yeah. to get on the phone and connect and yeah. get a sense of you know, whether or not we would be a good fit. I'm very, I'm very transparent I, you know, very early on in my coaching practice knew that conventional sales tactics, everything that I was seeing be taught to coaches about how to do that were not going to work for me. So there's none of that. There's, I'm, I will hold a strong container, but I'm not, I'm not trying to hustle you or manipulate you. That that doesn't work for me. Um, yeah. And then there are a couple of other ways to connect there. One is that I do send uh, somewhat regular uh, broadcast via email. So that is something folks can sign up for. Uh, I also am doing something, especially right now, um, called Study Hall. Mm. So Study Hall has been around for a little over a year. And right now we're doing Study Hall Quarantine Edition. <laughs> so... <laughs> so we're doing we're having it multiple times a week study hall is the best little thing i ever made and it kind of started on a whim because it was something i needed um which is two hours of focused work time
2: yeah
1: because even in the world of wandering there are times we need to focus and work on a particular thing so um all that information is also on the website under study hall. But basically, we're doing a special thing on Mondays called tutor time, where I'm bringing in a guest to talk about a topic, and then our study hall work is on that topic. Yeah. And then a few other days during the week, um, we're doing regular study hall, which is two hours of co working. So people will come on, just briefly share what it is they're going to focus on, and then we work in two 40 minute uh, chunks of time with an optional but highly encouraged dance party in between. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, love it!
1: To move your body, shake, shake up your energy, yeah. um, and then we do a quick closeout at the end. And it's just such an incredible community of people. Folks are just really yeah. warm and affirming and encouraging. Mm, and nice. I'm so proud of the of the community we've created there. So. If you've never joined us, don't worry. It's um, it's just a really lovely group of folks, so mm. you are welcome. Nice. So those are the main things right now. I I'm not doing a lot of group stuff that's open. I do have a group program, but it's only for alumni coaching clients. Um, I've really pared back my practice to just coaching. I just love Co-coaching.
0: coaching. <laughs> and something jumps to mind. So the bingo, we put a pin in that. Yeah. And also, I don't know if there's something you can talk about yet, but your idea of running something here in Crete.
1: Yes. So it's so funny talking about instincts and seeing around corners. <laughs> I While I was in Crete, I got really excited about leading a retreat there. And then I'm also planning one in Portugal in the fall. And I kept thinking but 2021, and people kept saying, but you could do that now, like this fall, why wait until fall of 2021? And my instincts were so clearly, nope, nope, right? There was no logical reason in that moment that a Portugal retreat in mm. fall of this year wouldn't work. Yeah. It made all the sense in the world, it was totally yeah. logical. Yeah. And yet everything just said, nope. no, not now, not yet. And now of course, <laughs> I see why see that why is why. true um but what i would love to do in spring of next year so march april ish of 2021 is a retreat there in crete mm. to to really focus more on the self love self worth slowing down giving ourselves permission to feel Yummy and luxurious and decadent and cared for and nourished. That place has such a feeling of that.
0: Yeah, it does. Everything from the food Mm. to nature to the locals, everything is, well, of course, there's all sides, but there's a lot of that to here.
1: So that's the feeling for Crete in 2021. And then in the fall of 2021 is going to be the first Wandering Home Retreat. In Portugal. in Portugal It's going to be all about wandering mm. um, Because like Many, you know, old European cities they The streets just have that feeling of
0: Well, Lisbon is it going to be Lisbon. Oh yes, yeah. perfect place for wandering Yeah,
1: Yeah You can't get lost, you can't get it wrong Right, you're either yeah. going toward the water yeah. Or exactly. up the mountain
0: <laughs> <laughs> Exactly Yeah,
1: yeah. So that's, yeah, little sneak sneak preview of that stuff coming up.
0: And your bingo? Do you want to say, <laughs> tell us some more about that?
1: Yeah. Um, it really was inspired by a lot of the questions we talked about, which is how do you do that now when yeah. folks are feeling so, myself included, trapped and limited and that our options have been taken away. And there can be a part of that that feels cozy and um like a big hug yeah (laughs) but but that has its limits and there are certainly days that i feel like i'm just going a little stir crazy so what i want to do is create a choose your own adventure around wandering (laughs) so um it's going to be a challenge where you can start with any square on the grid and just choose a wandering Experience that you want to create. And again, that could be just going to a corner of your house you've never seen before. It could be having a conversation with someone that you live Mm. with or someone afar that you just want to see in a different way or explore differently. So that's what I'm going to be. That's really cool. And I'll
0: make sure I post links to all of these things uh, somewhere around the podcast. It will be obvious. Yeah. Um, Is there anything you want to you wanna add before we close? Yeah. Anything else you want to say?
1: I think for anyone who's listening who <clears throat> again, you fall you fall on either end of that spectrum. Either this sounds horrifying to you, right? If this just sounds like <laughs> how <Yeah. laughs> Uh, How is that fun? (laughs) Right, it sounds terrifying, Um, but also a little intriguing. Yeah. Yeah, Because there's part of you, there's a little part of you that feels excited by this. But your, um, what Martha Beck calls, I think, the social self. Oh, if you haven't read that book, then Follow Your North Star by Martha Beck. Mm, She gives a great illustration of this so our social selves are kind of the ones the rule followers they're like have the plan so if your social self is freaking out and saying this person must be crazy and there's no way that this is fun that's okay start with something small start with i don't know you always make spaghetti on thursdays fine do that but is there something that would make it even better Mm. There's something that would make it even more enjoyable. There's mm. something you've always wanted to try that just feels too crazy. Just Give yourself permission. <laughs> yeah. Give yourself permission to explore pleasure a little bit more. Yeah. Just as an experiment. That's how I trick myself into trying new things. It's not yeah. a commitment. It's just an experiment. Just, just let play. it be loose. Mm. Yeah. And if you're someone who's been hiding this part of yourself, you're someone like me who's been in the closet as a wanderer and explorer um know that you're not alone that this doesn't make you irresponsible or reckless or unviable i felt unviable as a business owner in the beginning because i wanted to do things this way or that i just couldn't do them the other way i think just i just want you to know you're not alone and you can you can build, build big, beautiful things, following your instincts, not following the rules, not doing all the things that you're supposed to, should do. Yeah. Um, my, my life is a demonstration of that on purpose.
0: Wonderful, thank you so much, Angie. It was a real pleasure, real pleasure to speak to you. Yeah, thank you.
1: Thank you.